The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So I wanted to start this morning by um, normalizing or pointing to something some of you might be noticing, and that is, oh, sometimes about this point in the retreat, um, the novelty, let's say the novelty of the practice of the chores and the tasks starts to wear off, and uh, you may start to notice a kind of a flagging of the uh, intention around that. And so first of all, I want to say, this is normal. <laughs> this, this happens to all of us. And it's, it's kind of a normal way the mind works, that it's like it gets something new to do, and it wants to figure out how to do that. So it kind of jumps on that, and it gets interested in that. And the interest is one of the things that spurs the practice at the beginning. And then the mind, you know, having had some success with that, it's kind of like, check, done that, okay. <laughs> figured that one out, and then it, it, it loses the enthusiasm or the interest in engaging. And so um, I want to speak to that just briefly. Um, uh, you know, so at this point, it's really helpful, and I think also for the continuation going forward beyond the retreat, it's really helpful to um, explore this process of recommitting um, whenever you notice that you've forgotten. You know, at this point in the retreat, some of you may, um, um, in that moment of noticing that you've forgotten, the, the kind of connection to, oh, I'm just going to keep trying, may have weakened. Because it's like, oh, I'm so busy. I've got, you know, I've got stuff to do. You know, it's like I don't even have time to think about recommitting here. <laughs> um, come on in. <laughs> and so... Um, in that moment, just notice that tendency. Don't chalk it up to a personal failing, you know. Don't chalk it up to like, well, obviously I can't do this and like, you know, forget about it. Um, see if there's, there's, there's a couple pieces here. One is just, you know, just remind, normalize it for yourself. Okay, this is normal. This is conditions. And last night, Richard was talking about his insight into just conditions, you know, that, that it's not about me. It's just, you know, of course, this is the way the mind works. You know, some of it is our own personal conditions that, that come into play and in what happens in how we engage. And some of it is kind of a habitual or human thing. And this is one of those human things. So don't take it personally. <laughs> and then knowing that this is a human thing, See if you can add a little bit of extra, um, I'm just going to keep trying. I'm just going to keep trying. Now, something that can help with that, I'm just going to keep trying, would, will be, would be, and I'm going to ask you to do this while I'm, I'm talking about this, to reflect on the value that you have seen from practicing mindfulness. Um, how, and you can think about it in terms of, you know, from the beginning of your practice until now. You know, how have, how have things changed for you? What, what have you seen, benefits have you seen in your, in your um, life? So, you know, over the course of, um, you know, a year or a couple years or many years of practice, even actually, as I discovered very early in my practice, a few weeks 
we can start to see how this is helpful. When I very first engaged in this uh, kind of mindfulness practice in daily life, it's actually my very first meditation practice, this practice in daily life. I think I said that on Sunday. And um, um, my, what I, I'm, one of my main things was to watch my anger, you know, to, to just commit to being mindful while, when anger arose. And within a very short time, I began to see the value of that. That um, at first when I noticed it, I was like so gone. I was so caught in the story of anger that it had really escalated to the point of rage. And then as I started exploring, okay, can I wake up to this? I began noticing that the mindfulness began kind of breaking into the habit of anger earlier in the cycle. And so I wasn't quite so out of it. It was, it was, it was more... And I also noticed when I was like in that real enragement, it's like, boy, that, that did not feel good. You know, it was painful. And so the... the um, Breaking into the cycle earlier, I saw directly alleviated suffering for myself. You know, it made, made a, 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 a better life. <laughs> you know, I still, I still was, you know, caught by the anger, but it wasn't quite so deeply caught. And then as, you know, a couple more weeks by, you know, it's more like, oh, there it is. Okay, can let, you know, can begin to just release it more easily. And so within a very short time, I began recognizing the value of mindfulness. When I first started, very first started, I had no idea what the value of mindfulness was, and I had to just take it on faith. I'd read a book. They said, this is helpful. It's like, don't see how, but I'll try. And so it was, that was really kind of taking it on faith. But pretty quickly, I began to understand the value, and that helped me to recommit each time I noticed I'd forgotten. It's like, yep, yeah, okay, this is helpful. You know, I'm going to keep trying this. There still was a little bit of a leap of faith because, um, uh, as, I, as I think I really noticed at one point, there was still a little bit of a sense of, you know, okay, I'm just going to do this. You know, it's kind of almost like putting on the coat of, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. And then at one point, and I've told this story a lot, so, you know, many of you have heard this before, but there was one point in my exploration of this, probably I think it was about three months into this exploration of the anger. At one point, I noticed the, the mind have a... I was, in, I, was, I was in the kitchen. I was cutting an apple. I was, you know, just thinking about stuff. But I was, had this... You know, I wasn't particularly trying to be mindful. Um, but I was, um, you know, just present in a very light way. And what happened was I saw a thought about the person I was angry with arise in my mind. And um, the thought had to do with what I was doing because the thought was connected. It was about being with that person at a fruit stand. And I was cutting an apple. And so I saw the conditioned nature of the, the arising of that thought. I wouldn't say that I knew this in, in the moment. You know, this is in retrospect that I understood. Oh, that was conditioned. Um, so there was the thought. And then I also saw in that moment... And this is where, you know, some of what Kurt was talking about last night, seeing the intentions behind what's going on in our minds gets really powerful. I saw the intention 
in the mind to jump on that thought and think more thoughts in order to get angry at that person. You know, I actually saw the mind like, like leaning in the direction of, oh, let's get angry. And in that moment, the mind having you know, been in the space of anger mindfully and knowing how much suffering that is, the mind kind of went, I don't think so. And it wasn't, it wasn't like I had to try to say, oh, don't get on that thought, don't get angry. The mind just like automatically re- recoiled from that and said, no, you know, it's like, I wouldn't even use, maybe recoil is, is not the word. It's more like, you know, if you touch a hot pot, your body automatically, re- re- you know, says no, you know, that's suffering. It was like that. The mind went away from it. And in that moment, I, I, I actually stood there with the knife in my hand, like, waiting to get angry <laughs> because I, I hadn't had that person come up in my mind and anger not come up in my mind. And yet, the, the, so I was standing there and I didn't get angry. And that moment, that moment was like, wow, I really, really got it, how valuable this practice was. And at that moment, it was like the being committed to the practice. And it's like, Yes, <laughs> you know, this, is the, this is the direction. This is the direction that will lead to happiness. So, so that, that, that kind of um, deeper recognition of the power of, of mindfulness um, helped me to continue. Now, I certainly didn't stay in the space of not being angry. I mean, and, and I didn't have that kind of clarity of seeing the thoughts that were leading to anger happen all the time. But that moment, and this is what I'm pointing to for you, you know, it's like those moments that really show you how helpful mindfulness is. I can use that moment now. That moment happened 15 years ago. Well, maybe 18 years ago. I don't remember. It's a long time ago. And I can use that moment now to remind me. And there are other moments, too, that I can use to remind me of the power of mindfulness. And I can also use kind of the the more general, gradual weakening of habits and patterns. You know, just to see, you know, sometimes we see a situation today that, uh, you know, we see ourselves reacting, or not reacting, but responding more from a place of compassion or kindness in a situation, and recollect or think, wow, you know, five years ago, I know I would have been much more reactive here. And so to, we can use that also as a kind of a reflection of how, have, how has this practice supported my ease and peace and well-being in the world? And so we can use those reflections to help us to reconnect to why we do this. You know, the, 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 the understanding of our motivation is so important in this time when the mind like goes, oh yeah, mindfulness, I, I can check, done that. Well, no, not really. Um, but the, you know, the, that kind of that motivation or that impetus to um, uh, actually take the practice on again is really supported by understanding how helpful it has been for us. And so during this week, if you find your um, attention flagging like that, your 
commitment flagging. You know, some sometime, maybe now, this could be a good time to be reflecting on that for yourself while I'm talking about it. Or, you know, in the evening, before you go to bed, uh, reflecting back even on what's happened this week and the little moments of value that you've seen in what's happened this week. That can help to um, uh, have the mind get more interested so that it doesn't have to be just purely an act of will. You know, that, that the acts of will can help us, but when the mind understands more clearly the value, the, the support that this work gives us, it's much more willing to sign on and engage. Go record them. So, um, in your description of this week not being so much about uh, seeing the mindfulness itself, but understanding, beginning to understand the reasons why it's hard, why it's it's not something that your mind has has engaged in things like, you know, not liking what you're doing or wanting to get it over with or things like that. That there are things that you're you're, you're beginning to clearly recognize reasons why it's hard. Is that that accurate? Okay. Um, that's great, actually. I think I I mentioned the other day that when we can start to see where it's hard for us to be aware that can begin to open us to the possibility of um, moving into the capacity for mindfulness in those areas. Now, you, it sounds like you have a little extra challenge in that you know, you're aware, essentially, you know, that some of the places where you're not mindful are places where you're aware at some level it's not pleasant here. And, um, and so there's kind of a little bit of like, well, I don't want to be present for this. <laughs> you know, is, would you say that's true? Yeah, okay. Um, so um, that's, that's a little bit of a leap of faith too. The, um, the willingness to wake up. Kind of like for me with the anger. You know, when I first started waking up for that, when I first, you know, I, that, that was, I mean, the reason I picked it was because well, that was the whole reason I got into the practice in the first place. You know, it's like it was out of control. I was non-functional at times in, as the anger came up. And, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't even get things done. You know, I'd be frozen. I'd be sitting there frozen at my computer, just enraged. And so I saw that this was something that was, that was in the way. And so I had a motivation for learning about it, understanding about it. Um, and then when I... Um, when I began to be there with it, the very first thing I noticed was how hard it was to be present for it. It was so unpleasant. And so here's where I think the daily life practice, and this is what I did with that. It's like, I woke up enraged. I mean, woke up meaning I came into mindfulness sitting in front of my computer. That first, that first time where I actually woke up in the midst of anger is still, you know, kind of seared into my mind. I was sitting there like frozen. And I woke up into, the, into that space of anger. And it's like, oh my gosh, I'm remembering to be mindful of this. What do I do with this? These are the thoughts that went through my mind. What, what on earth do I do with this? Wow, this hurts. 
And I don't know what to do with this. I guess I just go on with my day. And so in that moment, I simply, for a few seconds, was aware of the pain of being in that state. And then what I did actually was just kind of said, okay, <laughs> I guess I just have to go on with things. And so I, I, I set it aside. I didn't like try to repress it or anything. It's just like, okay, yeah, I'll just you know, go back to typing on the computer. The first time that happened, I didn't even actually notice what had happened there. But in retrospect, that, that, that was a, another pointer to the value of mindfulness because in that moment I had moved from being frozen and incapacitated to actually being able to go back to work. And so that moment of just like, can I meet this really unpleasant feeling here? And then, okay, ooh, that hurts. And not trying to repress it, but can I like set it aside and just get on with what I was doing, not necessarily trying to stay with it in that moment. Those little moments of just like connecting with how hard it is, they have a a real amazing value um, that um, even just for a second or two of the mind getting this state of being so wound up or so tight about an activity or so frustrated about how somebody else is going to see something. Just even a few seconds of meeting that and being with that and seeing, oh, you know, this being doesn't... This this is not a place that this being uh, really wants to be. And what, you know, our typical habit around this is to believe that in order for this feeling to go away, because we are oriented to releasing these unpleasant experiences. You know, in my, in my mind, the being caught in the story of the anger, of what I should have said or what he should have done and how I should now, you know, make him suffer for what he did to me. You know, all of those stories in the mind around that anger. In some perverse, perverted or, you know, kind of contracted or confused, really confused, deluded way, the mind thought that was the way to let go of this anger. That was the way to somehow... Uh, get past it or beyond it, that if I can only figure out how to make him do what I want him to do, then I'll be okay and this anger won't be here anymore. And so there's this like, you know, this the mind thinks it's going to, that the way it's engaged is the way to happiness. And, and you, you mentioned that actually, you said, once I get this done, then I'll be okay. And so the mind has that kind of belief and yet, what this practice starts to point out to us is that the anger itself, the frustration itself, whatever reactivity, the tightness or contraction around the doing, is itself the suffering. And um, the, the, as the mind begins to feel into, oh, that hurts, even just for a few seconds, even just for a few seconds, the, that, that mindfulness of meeting that gives, it, gives the, um, the mind a different perspective on the situation. Because we, in our confused mind, in our deluded mind, we've kind of not really acknowledged or felt it's suffering now. 
And I'm giving up ease and peace now in order for hopefully, you know, when I finish this project, then I'll be able to relax. So we, you know, our minds are confused that way. And when the, when, and, and the, the mind has kind of papered over the suffering of that. It's not deeply in contact with the suffering of the, the contraction that's happening now. And when the mindfulness points that out, the organism kind of begins to say, you know, you know this is not helpful. And so it's not something we have to do. Um, and so what I'd encourage, it's not something we have to do, the letting go. It, it's more of a, it's a slow process. It's a gradual process of, of letting go that happens. Um, but even just moments of, okay, yep, you know, recognizing don't want to be here for this. I mean, having recognized that you don't want to be there for those situations, you might be able to bring a little bit of, just, okay, all I have to do, or maybe, maybe it would be helpful, maybe not all I have to do, but maybe it would be helpful to even just touch into how it feels now for just a couple seconds, and then continue. And just see, see what starts to happen. You, you'll, you know, what Diana said earlier about even when we wake up in the midst of something, a struggle, um, as we begin to, as we practice more and begin to understand the value of mindfulness more, what we start to see is just, just meeting that experience of oh, frustration or tightness around, got to get this done. Just the mindfulness gives, it gives her a little bit of space. It's like there's a little bit of lubrication going on there. And uh, we can, even when something difficult is happening, the mindfulness comes in. There's, again, the organism recognize, recognizes mindfulness of this is more helpful than delusion of this. So it, you know, it's, it's a slow process, but what you've noticed already about where it's hard is the first step. So I want to just kind of um, encourage you there that this is an important part of how this practice works to see where we where it's hard to be mindful and as we we can do that it's like ah okay it's hard to be mindful there so maybe i can just try it for a a second or two and see what happens and see if the value of the mindfulness can begin to infiltrate those places where we think boy i just don't want to be here for this hang on a second 